game from the Utah Jazz playing against the Minnesota Timberwolves on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It was a matinee, 2 o'clock here in Utah. Uh, watched it while I was working. And Walker Kessler is the first Utah Jazz rookie to go 20 and 20. 20 rebounds, 21 points, or sorry, 21 rebounds, 20 points, four assists, two blocks. He did it all today. Fantastic game. So excited for him. We've got Colin Sexton chipping in 19, Jordan Clarkson 21, Ochaik Baji 17. It's going to be a good podcast. Stick around. I've also got some crazy stats today on how close the Utah Jazz really are to break it through. Let's play that what what intro music. fantastic game from the Jazz. Mainly our amazing rookie Walker Kessler at times just looked dominant. I was at work watching the game with my co-worker and he just goes, man, this kid is good. He had, he, you know, he starts asking me questions. Where did he go to college? Uh, I said Auburn and we have such a special talent with Walker Kessler, guys. Such a special talent. 21 rebounds, 20 points, was close to having five assists, a 2025 game, had two blocks, and really once Rudy Gobert went out, uh, he dominated the game. And it's so exciting to see Walker Kessler taking form. At the end of the game, they started uh, rattling off stats. He's the only Jazz man to do this. Carl Malone, Mark Eaton, Thurl Bailey. No rookie's ever done this in Utah Jazz history. And then they started rattling a, a few different stats off uh, involving Shaquille O'Neal and Tim Duncan. Um, I'm not going to repeat them because I honestly can't remember what it was. But just the fact that they're talking about Shaquille O'Neal's rookie season and Tim Duncan's rookie season and comparing it to Walker Kessler is incredible to think about. I'm not saying he, he, he is anything... Well, okay. I'm not saying that he is Tim Duncan or Shaquille O'Neal. They had long, successful careers, and uh, a lot of work is ahead of Kessler. But just the, the... It's very fun to entertain the idea of him being mentioned with these players, two of the greatest centers the game has ever seen. Walker Kessler's being mentioned... In these talks and uh, it was a balanced attack I mean let's let's look at this box score just Ochai Baji man he's another rookie that I'm you know I, I've been so high on let me get this above Kessler's head here on YouTube if you're if you're on YouTube uh, make sure you check it out if you haven't subscribed to YouTube yet our YouTube channel I, I don't know what you're doing I don't know what you're doing but uh Ochai, you know, you've got two rookies. Lowry's out again. Olinix out. We pull this one off 
by one point. JC misses another clutch free throw, which I, I want to get into later. Um, it almost felt like we were going to lose another buzzer beater at the three, right? It, it's almost like it's been conditioned into us. And that's what I'm going to hit on with some of these numbers. I've been really interested on how many back-to-backs we've played, how many more we have, how many games we've lost by like the last possession or in the clutch. And interestingly enough, we're one of the highest in the league. Um, but, but back to Ochai, plays 31 minutes. I mean, those are starter minutes. Uh, outplays Taylor Horton. Well, Taylor Horton and Tucker only got eight, but I believe Beasley. Oh, no, Beasley got 33. But uh, incredible night. Shoots 75% from the field. And it's not his shooting that impresses me most. <laughs> or his scoring it's it's the other things and I've, I I've been trying to figure out what is it that I love about Ochai so much and uh, hopefully I can verbalize it today but six for eight uh, three for four from three-point land he's got what what is that two rebounds one block only one turnover the the way he plays and this was not my words, is so clean. Ochai Agbaji plays so clean, and I truly believe moving forward, you've got Ochai, Kessler, and Lowry as your future. And uh, the thing with Ochai that I love is he's defending a lot of the times the best player on the other team or the hottest player on the other team. If you notice when Edwards started going off, Ochai came out and Kessler, I believe, was out. But once Ochai comes in, he's on Kessler. And a lot of the times they were getting the switch with Mike Conley on. But it's fascinating to me that he's guarding big, strong guys like like um, Ant. Right? And Ant's a, Ant drives to the basket. So even the last play where he or one of the last plays where he played really good defense where Ant didn't shoot and almost funneled it to uh, Kessler. But, you know, there's a play tonight where he got beat and was able to recover and get the block. I mean, he's an athletic, strong 6'5 guy. The thing I love the most about Ochai, and I know that this is probably Walker Kessler's game, right? But I noticed Ochai because he's, he's a piece to me in our future he moves without the ball to put himself in the correct position almost every time whether it be a rebound defensively spacing the floor offensively he just he's smart but he's effective and and does so much without the ball i think that's where his value comes not to mention probably our best on ball perimeter defender I would, I would go as far as to say that. Um, I want to get into these stats that I, I, I looked up. Um, these Well, okay, I didn't look them up, but they're on NBA. Uh, the power rankings came out today, right? And the Jazz landed uh, number 19th in the league. Our record before tonight was 22, or b- before today's game was 22 and 24. We're now 23 and 24, so just below 500. But check this out. It says the Jazz have played 11 games since Christmas. And all 11, including a 17-point win in Houston, 
have been within five points in the last five minutes, giving them a league-high 31 clutch games for this season. So that a clutch game meaning within five points in five minutes. Now, now get this, right? Take that, take it to another level. Now, they also have a league high, eighteen clutch losses. So, of those thirty-one cl- clutch games, we've had eighteen turn into losses, which is little more than half. Having gone three and eight over the post-Christmas stretch, the Jazz score more efficiently. Uh, blah 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 blah. The, de- the Jazz did get two clutch wins last week against Cleveland when Clarkson has a seven-point play on the last-minute drive. And Clarkson leads the league with 13 clutch three-pointers on shots to tie or take the lead in the final minute of the fourth quarter over overtime. So this is kind of a gripe that I have with Clarkson because... It's, I wish the ball was in Mike Conley's hands more down the clutch so that he could make the correct play. I'm not, I'm not saying that he's a better scorer than Clarkson is, but I think he would make the better read or the better play than Clarkson would, and, and therefore we wouldn't have these 18 losses. But even that, right? Let's just take those 18 losses. I mean, I can't even count how many were at the buzzer feels like a lot if the ball rolls our way just a little bit more this is how close we are to being a really great team right just a little bit more and let's just say we win half of those games of of 18 you win nine more games that puts us at 23 29 uh 32 wins so let's pull up the standings here let's let's do this duplicate if we're at 32 wins, and I, I was looking at the standings last night thinking about the the Kings and how much they're on a roll and a hot streak, and we were at one point when we had played them that first game right there with them. I think we might have been a game behind. Right? 32 wins. That That's just half of the games, not all 18 that we lose in the clutch. That could be because... We have certain players out. That could be because we don't get a shot off uh, or a a chance to win the game by not getting a shot off like we did against the Sixers or buzzer beaters. I mean, these are one possessions to me. Two or one, two, three possessions that could put us at the top of the Western Conference. The Boston Celtics have 33 wins right now. The Denver Nuggets have 30 wins right now. Guys, we're so close. We're in these games in the clutch moments. Have we win? If we win half of those. Oh, I think my audio's. Shoot, hang on, guys. Been wondering why my audio's been spiking. I didn't. I didn't have. I'm sorry about the audio on YouTube, and probably the podcast was coming through my my uh, computer. So sorry. So squirrel moment. Um, if we win only half, we are literally the top two in the league in teams as far as our record. So 
we get a win to tonight without Lowry. Um, we've gotten a couple without him, right? Olenek's out. I think it's obvious now that Kessler is our starting center. I would hope so. I've, I've been saying this for a long time, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I just saw it. Like, Kessler, Kessler needs to be the starting center. He's our biggest guy, our best rebounder. We, we were terrible at rebounding. So now if you, if, if you move Olenek to the bench and put Lowry as the four, I love Lowry and Kessler together. But um, And then you, you sprinkle in Vanderbilt, maybe give Kessler some blows. But Kessler's a thoroughbred to me. As far as centers go, we might be witnessing one of the best centers uh, in a Jazz uniform. Probably best center as a rookie, I would guess. But this this guy might go down as one of one of the the greatest centers in Jazz history if we keep a hold of him and and he's healthy. Um, he gets thirty one minutes tonight, so you sprinkle in Olenek and Vanderbilt to kind of give him a rest here and there, maybe both of them, depending on what the matchup is. I think Olenek and and Vanderbilt also play will will play better against second units instead of these bigger guys that they're undersized with, frankly. And, and Vanderbilt Vanderbilt doesn't belong in the in the, the post at all, in my opinion. I think he's up fine on, on the, the perimeter. But, guys, uh, uh, I don't want to complain about Vanderbilt anymore, but the play where he had, right, he goes up and underneath, and it, it's an incredibly hard shot, and he makes it and sticks his tongue out that play drove me insane because it's like you just made probably a really lucky shot and immediately after he gives up two easy buckets on the other end so it's just like you're uh, i don't want to even get off on vanderbilt this was too too much of a good game for other players let's just not talk about it um i think Taylor horton tucker played great minutes tonight he only had eight minutes but I thought they were really uh, effective minutes. And maybe that's all we need him for, right? Him and Nikhil, 10 and 8 minutes. Rudy Gay has got to get off the floor. I mean, I'd almost rather see Doak Azabuki, Fontecchio, more from Agbaji. I'd rather see Taylor Horton Tucker than Rudy Gay. Uh, I know that's how most Jazz fans feel, so we, do, we don't need to beat a dead horse. But uh, I want to get into these game charts a little bit more. And anybody that's in here listening, uh, we've had quite a few just join, so feel free to request to speak and, and give your thoughts on the game. I'm, I want to go over these charts real quick on YouTube. Uh, the biggest lead that we had was five. The biggest lead they had was 11. So they, they really were up most of the game, but it never felt like we were out of it. And hitting on those other points of of the Jazz losing 18 clutch losses this season right so it when you get that many losses that that are that close it's really easy for a team to give up and kind of lose the locker room or go on a really really bad streak and that's something that's really impressed me with this team is they continue to fight they continue to be in close games and really they they just don't complain they show up no matter who's out or in or playing Sexton had some great minutes tonight for us. I think we've missed him. But you take 18 of those clutch losses 
That means it was a really close game. We we had a chance to win. And you could just give us nine more wins. We're a 32-win team. And, and, what, one game behind the Boston Celtics? A game ahead of the Denver Nuggets? That's how close we are. Um, now, to really compete for a championship, I think you need more than what we have. Uh, maybe it's just, it's more than health. It's more than health. I know health will help, but it's more than that. Uh, as far as leading players go, you got Clarkson with 21 for the Jazz. Anthony Edwards was just a monster at one point during the game, controlling the game, driving at Kessler and wrapping around him. I really love Anthony Edwards, uh, how he plays. And it's almost like once Rudy Gobert went out, it, it, he upped his game. And I really, th- I think if, if Gobert plays this game, we actually beat them by more than we did. I, I think the Timberwolves are better without Gobert. Poor guy. Uh, Anthony Edwards with 29. <laughs> Walker Kessler, 21 rebounds. Kyle Anderson on the Timberwolves, 11 rebounds. Mike Conley has 6 assists. Kyle Anderson has a 10 assists. And Walker Kessler, 2 blocks. And uh, Prince with 2 blocks. This is, this is the first game in the last couple games where we've lost the rebounding battle. Which is crazy to say. But we had... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking at it backwards. They have blue for Jazz and Minnesota. We won the rebounding battle, but not by a huge margin like we've been doing the past few games. It was 50-41. to But Walker Kessler has 21 of the 50 rebounds. (laughs) Uh, The Jazz... we, We have zero steals tonight. The Minnesota Timberwolves only have five turnovers, and the Jazz have... 18 so here's that's another stat we are let me see where this is no that's not it that's not it either it was it was a stat basically saying compared to our opponent we are the worst oh here we go um with their inability to force turnovers the Jazz ranked 21st in opponent turnover rate. The Jazz have committed 35 more turnovers than their opponents, 73 to 38 over the la- their last four games. I think that's happened throughout the season, but it it, it really we're a young team figuring anything things out. But if we can cut down on turnovers, like 18 to five tonight, it, it's not even a close game to me. Um, let's see how many points they have off turnovers. Fast break points off turnovers. Minnesota has 21 to R10. Isn't terrible, but like, you know what I'm saying? If you cut down a few turnovers, it's probably not 21. Second chance points, they had 22. We had 18, which is surprising with the way Kessler was cleaning up the boards. I think it, those 20, a lot of those 22 second chance points came when Kessler was out, which he played 30 minutes, so... You know, these other guys, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's got to crash the glass. He watches so much on rebounds. Like if if another jazz man is fighting for a rebound, he'll watch to see if the other, his, his teammate gets the rebound. It's, it's maddening. Points in the paint, jazz win 60 to 56. You think all these numbers would be a lot larger in the jazz's favor just because of Walker Kessler, but they weren't. Um, the other thing I wanted to, to share 
on these stats. Uh, the back-to-backs, right? Um, the Get this, guys. I mean, we're, we, we beat the Cavs. I think we're that caliber of a team probably more than with the top two. But I, I just want to give you the idea of if we can win half of the clutch losses that we've lost. We've lost 18. Been in really close games. The Cavs, uh, sorry. Clarkson leads the league with 13 clutch three-pointers on shots to tie or take the lead in final minute of the fourth quarter or overtime. Only DeMar DeRozan has attempted more. The Cavs and Jazz are actually tied for the fewest losses in games that weren't within five points in the last five minutes. So if we're if we're not even putting ourselves in those clutch moments, we are one of the best teams if we're not in those clutch moments. But that speaks to the young uh, inexperience of this team. When we are in those clutch moments, we just haven't been there before. We haven't experienced it. Um, and, and we don't know what's coming as much. Who Who's our go-to guy? It seems like Clarkson is. But like I said, I'd much rather have Conley have the ball in his hands and, and make that decision on what the best pass is, what the best shot is. Um, now, this is a really interesting one because I've been thinking about back-to-backs more and more. The Jazz have now played 12 back-to-backs. That's two more than any other team. Um, only three other teams have played more than eight. Only three other teams. So that means the majority of the league has only played like nine back-to-backs. And we've had 12 so that plays into those 18 losses. And they're four and eight without rest. So we go, you know, a losing record, obviously, four and eight without rest. Now they have just th- basically moving forward, we only have three backs back to backs left. Which you've got to get excited about to me, especially once Lowry's healthy and we have an easy schedule. Like I see us after the all-star star break and, and getting rest going on a really crazy, incredible run. Um, and, and it seems like that's kind of what we always do. But uh, our next back-to-back game is not until February 10th and 11th. So we're going, we should be going on a run right now. And it hurts that Lowry's out. Uh, we've got these these next couple home games. We're going into a stretch right now where 11 of our next 13 are at home. And we have rest advantages uh, with the Clippers and Nets coming up this week. Clippers have been struggling. Uh, I'm going to that game. I, I'm so excited. Ka- Kawhi is one of my favorite players. Um, I, I've always just liked him because he he's not a chest bumping guy he's quiet he just he just goes out and plays he's a lot like Jokic I I made a a video of Jokic last night with that um huge buzzer beater where he he just step back steps back and nails it but uh I think I think we're a lot closer than a lot of jazz fans think and I think for the tankers right the idea is we're rebuilding and we want to get the best picks as possible but you You've got to remember that before this rebuild, we had 
a team that was considered a legitimate contender and we traded the a you know our two key pieces away for assets bogey also if you included it we won't include it cuz the trade wasn't the greatest for Olenek but we got back a lot more than what just a regular rebuilding team would have gotten back and taking that into consideration i think a lot of fans are expecting to just be terrible and quite frankly we're just not that terrible we're not in my mind um and and i'm sure there's an argument out there that we are terrible you could go the other way saying yeah but we've lost 18 close games we don't know how to close games but it's like yeah but if the ball rolls just a little bit different it's you know if we make a trade get one more player if we draft somebody next year right i don't think we're going to do anything crazy this year we may make the playoffs we may not but We've got, in my mind, three players that have an incredibly bright future with Ochai, Kessler, and Lowry. And if somebody else on this team can figure it out, maybe a Sexton is is who I'm thinking. I, I don't know if he has the mental capacity to learn how to really run a, run a team as a point guard uh, the way that he plays. But point guard, backup, center... Um, I watching the Charlotte Hornets today, I thought LaMelo Ball would just be fantastic with this team. He would be fantastic. It brings so much energy. Uh, a player like that, right? And it, it might be in the draft, uh, might be in a trade. I know the rumors are Mike Conley is thinking about, uh, or the Clippers are thinking about trading for Mike Conley. And what would the Jazz get back in that? Would it be picks? Would it? I don't. I don't even know what the Clippers have to offer. Um, I know. I know Norman Powell's on that team <clears throat> that uh, won a championship with the Raptors. He'd be interesting. Uh, the, the The Hornets are interesting to me because they're just kind of loaded at the the point guard position with Dennis Junior, Rogier, Ball. I kind of. Any one of those guys would be interesting to get. Um, but then they may have the number two pick and pick Scoot Henderson as well and be willing to move off of LaMelo, right? So if the Hornets land at number two, maybe you could make that deal happen with LaMelo Ball. Oh, we don't, you know, we're getting Scoot Henderson. We don't need LaMelo anymore. It'll be interesting. Um, I want to pass the mic over to you guys. We haven't had anybody request. I know I'm kind of on a high horse today. Uh, speaking but if anybody wants to speak and give your thoughts on today's game i would love it if not <coughs> that's okay too uh kind of a weird day there was games in the middle of the day uh you you forget that not everybody has martin luther king jr day off and uh i didn't either but uh i was able to to figure it out Phoenix Suns are playing right now, losing to the Memphis Grizzlies. Phoenix Suns is another one. They they've gotta they've gotta implode that team, right? I mean, they're not even competing. They're not even competing. Where are they in the standings? Yeah, they're in eleventh place right now. Twenty one and twenty three. They're about as good as the Lakers, and they were supposed to be one of the top teams. You got an aging Chris Paul. Aiton obviously doesn't want to be there. Jay Crowder isn't even playing. Like, what's going on? 
Um, so they're playing Memphis right now. And then Boston beat Charlotte today, 131-18. You've got Houston and L.A. Went, went boring. That'll be on later tonight. But, um, yeah, nobody requested, so I think I'm going to end it. It's going to be weird not having a Jazz game on a game day uh, later at night. I don't know what to do with myself. But uh, we'll be back next game. We're actually going to be going to the game. Um, you should see us on TV. We've got a, a little something crazy planned. <laughs> uh, might involve wigs and hats and signs. And really our goal is to get on TV, but... My goal is ESPN, right? It'd be hilarious if ESPN picks up on crazy Utah Jazz fans. Uh, I'm taking three other people, so it really will rely on how crazy they will be with me. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to the store right now to get bright yellow shirts, bright yellow signs. We've got the wigs. Probably paint our faces. So look for us on TV. Uh you should see us. You you should see us. We'll yeah, you should see us. <laughs> and uh we'll be there promoting the podcast a little bit, but mainly rooting for the Jazz to beat the Los Angeles Clippers. And I think we can do it. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, like, comment, everything you do on a YouTube channel that you like or if you're listening on a podcast, leave a review, help us grow the show. And I appreciate you guys listening. It's It's been a blast doing this this year and meeting jazz fans from around the world, around the country. And I hope it just keeps growing so that we can uh, bring people, specifically jazz fans, into this community. So go jazz, jazzkyball.com. Check out the YouTube channel. We'll see you guys next time.